is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Imagine taking refuge in a warm, cozy home on a chilly, rainy day. Now imagine that home is filled with art that engages the senses and tickles the familiar and invites you to question stories of big city life. That's exactly what I experienced when I sat down with Lola Aisha Agbara, the exhibitions manager and curator at the Southside Community Arts Center in Bronzeville, to talk about her debut exhibit, The Promised Land. We sat in the middle of the exhibition room, surrounded by photographs that respond to the way that the great migration of Black people from the South to Chicago has shaped the Black experience. And I asked Lola to begin by just telling us the history of the center. We are in the middle of Bronzeville, a historic neighborhood on the south side of Chicago. This building in particular is a house. You are greeted with comfort, um, domesticity, and good vibes. It's very homely here. It was a home that was acquired by a group of black artists, one of them being Margaret Burroughs, the others Elzer Couture, Charles White, Archibald Motley, William Carter, Joseph Kersey, and Bernard Goss. Um, they opened this building in 1941. Um, the Southside Community Arts Center was founded the year prior, 1940. They opened this building with the mission to conserve, to preserve, and to promote the legacy and future of African-American art and artists in the city of Chicago. Um, that was the mission then, and that is the mission now. The room that we were sitting in right now is um, named after Margaret Burroughs, and it's called the Margaret Burroughs Gallery. As you look around, you'll see this beautiful wood paneling. It's definitely a Bauhaus style, definitely heavily functional and customizable. Um, you also see a bunch of holes in the wall. Um, there have been a lot of nails that have gone through these walls. Um, and that just means that a lot of people, a lot of artists have shown um, on these walls and visited the center. Uh, we've had a lot of notable people come through this space. Um, Gwendolyn Brooks wrote her native son here. Um, Ellis Wilson, Lorraine Hansberry, Duke Ellington, Mahalia Jackson, Elizabeth Catliff, Minnie Ripperton, any major black artists from 1940s to 1960s who have came to Chicago has come through these doors. Wow. So this is a very historic place for black creativity. I feel like I'm sitting in someone's living room, for sure. Yes. So that cozy vibe that you mentioned early on, it transferred to me as soon as I stepped in the doors, really. Is yeah. that what we were going for here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, these chairs aren't usually here. Um, and so I brought them out from our offices. I've taken a chair from everyone's office. <laughs> They're a little upset at first, but then they saw the vision. Um, anything for the art. Um, the show must go on. And so I created <laughs> this living room aesthetic here. Um, that you see, I love to kind of play on those home qualities um, and bring out the coziness here that the center has. Um, it's very, we're very hospitality. Um, we try to bring that out when people come. Um, yeah, so it's a very homely vibe here. Tell us how you got your start here at Southside. Yeah, I've been here a little over a year. I started as um, their exhibitions manager um, and have been promoted to a curator and exhibitions manager in the last month. And so I started curating here last year, um, but officially curating um, 
this year. So this is my my kind of debut exhibition as a curator here. Exciting. At the yeah, it's very exciting. Were you nervous? Um, a little bit, but I, I'm not. You know, it, it it became effortless at a certain point because of the amount of talent I was dealing with. You know, um, it wasn't really more so about me, but more so about kind of staying true to the the mission and and getting people in the center. Like a lot of people don't know that we're here. Um, a lot of people have either walked by or they heard things, but. Um, I'm really wanting people to come in and see the history, hear about the history, um, see what we have to offer, um, and learn from us, as we can definitely learn from our patrons and our visitors and our artists. Well, then that brings us to The Promised Land. Let's talk about this exhibit. The Promised Land. I'm curious, um, yeah. what made you want to pursue this particular topic? We're, f- we're focused here on the Great Migration, mm-hmm. which there are plenty of stories out there, right? Different iterations. What made you want to tell this version of the story? Um, I think about how the migration, the Great Migration and other migrations alike, um, has contributed so greatly to our current present, um, how we've processed history, how we go about repeating history, um, and how we've been affected by history. Um, There's always a good time to talk about history, um, especially being our first show of the year, it landing in January, of course, um, going to March. Um, we we are hitting Martin Luther King Day. We're hitting Black History Month, and we're hitting Women's History Month. Um, so the first three months of the year are always, you know, powerful in that sense of commemoration and, and kind of recognizing those who came before us. And so that being said, um, I'm always doing that in my own daily life, my own personal life, and also within my own personal art practice. And I know others around me are doing the same. So I wanted to give that opportunity for artists to come um, and join this commemorative spirit of honoring history through our own personal archive and familial reference. Yeah. What struck me as we talk about, you know, the why of putting this together, I was looking at your statement and it mentions how the movement of African diaspora people has been documented furiously. What do you mean by that? I think photography um, as a whole has a very troubling history, um, how it was used, um, why it was used, um, especially um, in documenting black lives or black bodies um, or black experiences. They've not always been used in a benefit of the subject. Historically, we've been documented scientifically to kind of prove social economic oppressions, all sorts of reasons why um, the black subject has been documented. Um, I want this show to kind of become a, a resistance to that. A lot of the work that you see here is very confrontational. Um, it's also 
relative of movement. So you'll see a lot of movement in the work. Um, I think movement itself becomes a way that the gaze can be complicated, um, be diverted. Again, words matter. Um, you said that the the pieces that we're seeing here today are confrontational. Yes. There's a lot of confrontational gazes, um, straightforward, um, very intense stares from the subjects. I can think to uh, Suleiman Stokes' work, um, who's an artist um, in the current show who deals with these intense black and white portraitures, um, one of which we've used on our kind of postcard for the exhibition. Um, his mother is shown as the, the main subject, and her stare is directly back at the camera. Lola, tell us more about the artists in the show. Who are they, and, yes. and what did they bring to this uh, there exhibit? There are 11 artists in this exhibition. I'll name them. Um, Lawrence Agee, Anulika Anikbu, Rose Bluen, Billy Carter Rankin, Jen Everett, Mandela Hudson, Shipez Jamal, Suleiman Stokes, Daryl D'Angelo Terrell, Lauren Tony, and Derek Woods Morrow. Um, all of these artists have some kind of ties to Chicago, um, whether they've lived, work, um, are born and raised, um, or they have community here, family here. Um, they've a lot of them are also from cities and states who were a part of the Great Migration, um, some being St. Louis, uh, Milwaukee, Detroit, um, New Orleans, et cetera, et cetera. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're bringing you my conversation with Lola Aisha Agbara, the exhibitions manager and curator at the Southside Community Arts Center in Bronzeville. I sat down with her at the center inside one of the rooms where her debut exhibit, The Promised Land, is on display. What's your relationship to migration? My mother comes from the south side of Chicago. Um, she has roots in Mississippi, Jackson, Mississippi, Natchez, Mississippi. Um, my father, on the other hand, has a different migration story. He hails from Lagos, Nigeria, um, so and made his way to Chicago, Illinois, as a, a young person. Um, but my migration story is one that is very... Um, integrated, very mixed um, in, in culture. And so um, I take that, and I, I talk about that a lot within my work, um, how these two cultures meet, how they inform one another, and how similar they really are. Um, and then does that help inform how you curate these stories? Absolutely. Um, there's more than one migration, though. We talk about the Great Migration um, because it was... Um, the most documented migration and probably the largest migration of black people in America. Um, but there are other migrations um, apart from the Great Migration. Um, we talk about the original migration of black people in America being through the Atlantic slave trade. Um, and that's kind of noted as an undertone in this work as I'm thinking about um, black artists um, along the African diaspora outside of America. We're not just seeing stories about folks who crossed the Mason-Dixon line, correct? Correct. correct. Um, I can speak to that with 
um, a few artists that I've chose. So Daryl Terrell has a more landscape approach um, to their processing of migration. Their work becomes a bit more majestic and leaves traces of themselves in photos um, in different locations, some of them being um, the Deep South, some of them being Senegal, Dakar, Ah. Senegal. Um, That's kind of the opening photo of this exhibition. Um, Interesting enough, not being pictured in America, but being in Dakar, Senegal, um, it it makes you... um, kind of reference an other land, um, what the promised land could be, um, or, you know, what we all think of the uh, utopia of a promised land, um, and how we see ourselves there or don't. What do you think people think when the words, the promised land come across? What are they imagining? Yeah, I think they're imagining, um, First off, the the very um, obvious reference to Martin Luther King Jr. um, and his great speech, um, him noting that he's seen the promised land, um, I think that becomes a reference for people, um, something tangible, um, something that's easily accessible, um, an entry point, sort of speak, to the work or to the exhibition as a whole to kind of envision their own promised land and what that may look like for them as a viewer or, you know, as an artist or as a person just in the world. Um, I think that's a very direct kind of reference to um, what I'm envisioning the show to be or, or to kind of explain. I see myself and I, I see my family in a lot of the photos in this show. Um, I am not American. I am an immigrant, twice. Mm. Um, My my first migration was from Jamaica to Canada. And there are so many photos here that are so reminiscent of those early days in the 90s in, you know, my aunt's backyard in Toronto, my promised land at the time. And so I love this, the through line here and how you've managed to make me feel so connected to a story that at first glance I might think, oh, that's not my story, but this is my story. So what do you want our listeners that'll come and check this exhibit out? What do you want them to take away from this? If nothing else, what should they leave with? Yeah, I, I believe the viewer should take away the fact that most people who find themselves in America have an immigrant story, right? I think um, that's what makes us unique um, as citizens. Um, everyone has a right to be here. Um, everyone has a story that kind of led them to where they are. Um, and that being said, I think we should be a little bit more kinder to each other knowing that they are there are different stories and different origin stories that make us who we are. Um, a lot of people's um, kind of reason for being here differs. There has been struggle in that story. There has been triumph in these stories. And so I think when people come and see the show and see 
how much they can relate to these images and to the familial archive of migration, I think they can find that they easily fit into these narratives um, and can relate on a much grander um, plane. So not only do you have these pieces, these photos on the walls all the way around us, there's this photo album that I can't take my eyes off of in the center of the room. Give us the backstory here. Yeah, I it was it's kind of part of the the aesthetic, the living room aesthetic that I was trying to create here yeah. and thinking about photo albums in space and how a lot of the work is relatively kind of referencing the photo album or the photo archive. So I thought it'd be kind of great to have that in our actual space for people to look through. Um, the pictures you see in this album are from our own photo archive, um, dated anywhere from 1930s to 1970s. Um, so there's a particular period that we're focusing on, um, and you could see a lot of the history. You can see some of our wood paneling pictured in some of the works. You see some kids um, painting. Um, we used to host art classes here at the center. Um, you'll see a lot of what um, community is and has been in the center um, pictured in these photos. So let's talk about this photo. This is the first one that struck uh, my producer, Linnea, and I. And it's two women holding a little baby. Now, first, I was wondering, is this a baptism? Or what are we seeing here? But it's just such a precious photo. Like, to have your hands on that image still, that is magnificent. Yeah. This is an interesting photo because you could see the wood paneling. So you know that it's either an event or a gallery opening. Um, I could tell by the hairstyles this is very dated. A lot of people who were visiting from the South came through this space as it was um, a sort of landing pad. Um, The center is almost in itself a promised land for a lot of people, a lot of black creatives. Um, A lot of people who were looking for opportunity came here um, because there weren't a lot of places you can go to kind of show your art or to perform. You've got the uh, exhibition split on two levels here Mm -hmm. at at the center. You've got some things here in this main room, and then there's a a small room upstairs. Walk us through the decision-making as to what was going to go up there, what was going to stay in here. Um, I kind of wanted to put more experimental works upstairs. Um, Our upstairs space is a lot different from um, our downstairs space, it being more traditional and similar to a white box gallery, um, well, our own version of one. (laughs) Um, I wanted to kind of put more experimental works there. So you'll see Anulika Anikbu's work on that floor who deals with um, photo in a different way. Um, She screen prints on fabric, one of those being silk. Um, She also hand dyes indigo on cotton. So you'll see kind of this mashup between indigo, silk, um, and ink as a photographic process, which I think is very interesting. Um, You'll also see Derek Woods Morrow's work upstairs. Um, They're dealing a lot about queer identity and performance. Um, So the work that you see upstairs is a documented performance um, that they created. Um, yeah, there's um, 
a lot of it is based on uh, an aesthetic choice. The downstairs feels more so like a living room, and so a lot of the work you see here kind of references um, the more familial archive that have been seen in, in Black households. That was Lola Aisha Agbara, who curated the Promised Land exhibit at the Southside Community Arts Center. You can check it out until March 25th.